All right. All right, everyone, take your seats, please. This time we're talking about commitments and goals, so please take your seats. Thank you. Hello there, and welcome to the Change Academy podcast, a show where we explore what it takes to create a healthy mindset and to build sustainable and helpful habits. I'm Monica Reinagle. And I'm Brock Armstrong. Do you know the difference between goals and commitments? Have you even ever really considered whether they're different? Or maybe uh, have you ever wondered if it really even matters? Well, we think it does. And in this episode, we draw a clear distinction between the two and explain why being aware of this distinction can actually be helpful in creating the change that you want to see in your life. So I feel like this is a really meaningful one and interesting. I have to say this whole line of thought has really changed the way it feels for me to sit down in the morning and look at my to-do list. You know, no longer does that just look like a bunch of tasks that I have to tick off to get to the end of my day. I really see those same tasks as a way of really enacting my values and my vision for my life. This is really, not to oversell it, but this has really (laughs) been pretty transformative for me. So I'm looking forward to sharing it with everyone. We'll convince everybody by the end. Yeah, and this whole thing was kicked off by something that I read in a new book by Tara McMullen. It's called What Works, A Comprehensive Framework to Change the Way We Approach Goal Setting. And in this book, Tara makes what I think is a really important and insightful distinction between goals and commitments. Goals tend to be organized around achievement. They're usually specific and finite. You achieve or you complete a goal, or sometimes you don't. Yeah, or you don't. Okay, let me just uh, give this a try here. So a goal would be something like save up for an expensive item. Sure. Or maybe in, in my world, complete a 10K road race. Right. Super specific. Yeah, you either do or you don't. Yeah. Or you finish writing your memoirs. (laughs) (laughs) Or again, being really specific to my life, finally get around to staining that lawn furniture. Oh, I heard that. (laughs) (laughs) So those are really concrete and achievable goals that I I could complete or not. Right. And setting and pursuing goals is an art. And obviously the subject of many, many previous episodes of this podcast In order to achieve a goal, you need to be able to break it down into the necessary steps and put them in the correct sequence. You need a plan. You need the resources for tackling those individual steps. And you also need a clear finish line. Like The end needs to be in sight at some point or another. And this doesn't mean that you can't immediately set a new goal as soon as you finish one. And it could even be a very similar goal or sometimes like In the case of a race, people often finish one race and immediately start scheduling another one, that 10K road race idea. But it's important that there is a clear ending and that original goal is actually complete and done with. Yeah. And when we're thinking about goals, I think we also want to be sure that we're setting goals that are meaningful. And that is where commitments come in. Uh So while goals are outcome oriented, commitments are more process-oriented. They tend to be broader in scope, less specific. So it's not about what you are trying to accomplish. It's more about the spirit in which you want to approach your work and your life, how you want to be versus just what you want to do. Okay. So if I visit those same four things I listed earlier, 
a commitment in the same sort of areas might be be intentional with my money or look after my physical health and my physical fitness instead of specifically running a 10K race or find a different way to express my thoughts or my beliefs. And I guess the lawn furniture would be value my belongings. Sure, sure. And you know what? I don't want to suggest here that one of these is better or higher than the other, because I think they both play an important role Mm -hmm. in creating a life that is both meaningful and purposeful. In our culture, however, I think we tend to focus a lot on goals and maybe not so much on commitments. So a goal is future-oriented. A goal is something that we have not yet achieved because as soon as we achieve it, as soon as we cross that finish line, then it's no longer a goal. It is a goal accomplished. Right. Our commitments, on the other hand, ground us in the present moment by guiding our actions in the here and now. And one thing I really like about this whole notion is that you can kind of cross a commitment off of your to-do list every single day or maybe even a couple of times a day. But a goal is likely only going to be crossed off once somewhere in the future. Right, in the future. Although the way I think about this, Brock, commitments aren't things that we cross off a to-do list or or even put on a to-do list. They're more of an orientation to all of our projects and challenges and goals and to-dos. But Which one comes first? Do our commitments determine our goals or is it the other way around? I tend to think that these two things exist in a sort of creative tension with one another, sort of more of a chicken and egg sort of situation. Right. And I guess that was kind of the way I was looking at the to-do list as well, that, yeah, it all works in synergy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess, in a lot of ways. And in another way... I feel like goals might actually be a way to give our commitments, I don't know, a deeper meaning. Simply making a commitment for your lifestyle can be done anytime and it can feel good, it can feel fun, but that commitment may easily be replaced or forgotten if it isn't also rooted in a bigger goal or at least rooted in a core belief. Well, I think it, again, I think it goes both ways. Goals can make our commitments more meaningful, for sure, because they help us move them out of the theoretical realm and into the concrete. Mm -hmm. But I think it also works in reverse. Commitments can give our goals more meaning or even more stickiness. Mm. So in her book, (laughs) McMullen talks about patterns, and she's talking about both patterns of thought and action that tend to trip us up when we are working towards our goals. And we all have our own versions of these things. It might be perfectionism or black and white thinking or an unwillingness to let go of something we need to let go of in order to move forward. Mm. But as she puts it, when I notice that I'm leaning toward one of those patterns, these are the times when my commitments become particularly useful. That's an interesting strategy. Yeah. I like that. Well, you know, whenever, you know me, I love a metaphor and here comes one. Metaphor alert. Okay. Bring it on. (laughs) Because I feel like these really help me grapple with sort of a conceptual thing, which I think this is a highly conceptual notion that we're discussing here. So here's the metaphor that I came up with. You can think of your commitments like a compass. Now, a compass doesn't choose your destination. 
and it doesn't even chart your route to that destination. But once you have a destination chosen and you've selected a route, then your compass helps you navigate. And if you decide at some point that you want to change your destination or maybe take a different route, that same compass can help you stick to the new route. Now, you're talking about the Compass app on my phone, right? <laughs> no, actually, I was visualizing one of those beautiful old-timey watchy things with the, with the arrow. But here's <laughs> how my metaphor maps onto what we're talking about today. Even if you decide to modify your goal, which would be your destination, or you decide to change your tactics, which would be your route, or maybe you just cross that goal off your list and you move on to a new one, no matter what, your commitments will be just as useful to you. You can use them to chart your path towards the next goal. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. This whole conversation is actually reminding me of, we had a way less office hours session just a, a mm -hmm. few days ago, which is a, a, our group coaching session that we do with the people in the Way Less program. And during that office hours, we were talking about how our inner competitive side can actually make it sometimes harder to achieve our goals Wow! because it can fuel that whole desire to try to outdo yourself every single day, huh. which of course turns your, your goal into something you probably will never reach because you're always extending that goal line just further and further and further, mm. which we kind of identified as being perfectionism by a different name mm -hmm. kind of thing. But if you turn your focus to your commitments, then you can, well, you can celebrate them each time you actually achieve them or you meet that commitment or you keep that commitment and not just be stuck waiting to celebrate or achieve that goal, even if you are pushing it down the, down the field every time you achieve a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's what I mean about commitments, helping us to focus more on the present moment and not only the future destination or achievement. Yeah. yeah. All right, but maybe... It would be helpful to, to give some concrete examples of what commitments might look like. So in my case, you know, I have been thinking about some projects and some goals that I want to accomplish in the coming year in 2023. But having just finished Tara's book, I've also been thinking about commitments that I'd like to make. And here are two that I've been trying out now for a few days, and I'm finding them really useful. Mm -hmm. The first one, the first commitment is enjoy the process. Hmm. Now, I tend to be pretty goal-oriented, and this commitment is to help me remember to be present and enjoy the actual doing of the work. And for me, often that's as simple as just reminding myself that finishing is not the only thing or the most important thing. Or what I meant earlier about my to-do list, it's about reminding myself that the reason this task is on my calendar today is because it belongs to a project that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And not just because my calendar is making me do it today, mm -hmm. right? Just remembering how that fits into those bigger projects. And, you know, if I have something that I find I am not able to enjoy the process, which is my commitment, then I want to reevaluate whether that goal or project really does belong on my project list, or maybe I need to go about it a little bit differently so that I can enjoy the process. Does that make sense? Yeah, change up the process to make it enjoyable. Right, right. But that all starts with that commitment to, you know, no matter what I want to accomplish or do this year, I want to enjoy the process. Right. Here's another one that I'm working with, another commitment, and that is to see the good. Mm. So you can see these are very 
global universal ideas. Right. And for me, this one is about countering that negative bias that all humans have, perfectly normal and natural, but wanting to consciously cultivate a more positive experience and response to things, whether that's people, circumstances, challenges, events. And for me, this, you know, this is sort of a shorthand for me, so I'll expand on what what it codes for me. See the good is not about glossing over hardship or, you know, exercising toxic positivity. It's just a reminder for me to look for and to make room for the positive possibilities that almost always coexist even in difficult circumstances or or with difficult people. <laughs> Sounds a little like radical acceptance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably, as you're developing your commitments, will come up with words that are meaningful to you. You just want to make sure that you really understand what you mean by that. Right. So here are these two that I've picked, and I'm really interested in how having these commitments in the foreground will change my relationship to my goals and to my pursuit of them. Right. I'm interested too. I hope you'll keep us up to date. <laughs> yeah. Now, I... Upon hearing yours, I want to add in uh, a couple of mine, too. I've got a couple of commitments I want to give a try in this coming, well, not just in the year, but in the coming days, weeks, months. And my first one is deepen friendships. Hmm. So again, kind of like yours, these are really broad or big, big topics. Or maybe I should call it do maintenance on old friendships, because that's Mm. sort of what the impetus was, is uh, I heard this idea once that you should scroll to the very bottom of your text message app occasionally and just see who was the person who you messaged with the the longest ago and just send them a friendly little hello note. I thought that was a that's a wonderful thing, but there's a, a bigger bigger sort of thing that you can do. We can set up some some video calls or start meeting up with people in in different places, and even extend my social circle, or at least maintain my social circle so it doesn't shrink, yeah. and and thus feel more connected to my community. Which of course we know is one of those things that they talk about as being as important as well sleep nutrition, exercise, all of that. So yeah, yeah, deep in friendships. That's my... I love that one. Yeah. It's such a, a a resource that we have in our life, an asset that we have in our life that we sometimes neglect or overlook or take for granted. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then my second one is a little more specific, I guess, but it's be intentional in my media consumption or maybe be more intentional in my distractions. Mm-hmm. So you know how we often just sort of find ourselves scrolling through social media or yes. checking our email yet again or yeah. channel surfing or for me, I'm a video game guy. So sometimes I just fire up the video game and start playing, which are all absolutely fine. I'm not poo-pooing any of them. I'm not making some sort of grand statement that I'm never going to go on social media or anything. But what I do want to do is take a moment to consider what I'm wanting from this distraction or from this media that I'm going to employ and and make sure that I'm actually employing the right distraction or the right media for what I'm trying to achieve or what I'm trying to gain from that moment. Yeah. Just so it's not so random, a little more intentional. Or so automatic, you know, mm-hmm. how many of us, the minute we find ourselves needing to wait for something. You know, we go to check out and there's a few people ahead of us in line. Like before we even think about it, boom, the phone is in our hand. Yeah, checking email, checking yeah. social media, yeah. So to be more intentional, less automatic. Yeah. Right, right. And I'd like to think that these commitments are actually rooted in a greater goal, which 
they really are for me, and I'm going to keep that greater goal to myself for now. But I also think that it's really just simply going to feel good right in the moment to just act in accordance with the person that I want to be. Exactly. How you want to be in the world and not just what you want to get done today or this week or this month. And you know what? I love the timing of this conversation. I think it's particularly timely because this is that time of year at the very end of the calendar year when a lot of people are setting goals or making resolutions, New Year's resolutions. And I think taking some time to think about what sort of commitments you want to make could be a really valuable part of that process. Right. And here are three ways that I think commitments could be used. Number one, as a way to set your goals. So if your commitment is to perhaps venture out of your comfort zone more often, then maybe one of your goals, at least one of your goals, should involve some sort of new skill or new adventure Mm. that helps you enact that commitment. Right. I think commitments can also be a way for us to vet our goals, kind of cross-check them, Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to end up with goals that don't reflect our own deepest desires, but rather the things that our culture tells us we should value or we should want. So by checking your goals against those commitments, it might be a good way to weed those out. So do your goals allow you or challenge you, require you to enact your commitments? Or are any of the things on your list of goals actually at cross purposes with your commitments? Mm. That might be a real red flag. Yeah, definitely. And then the third way I think goals can be used is as a guide to how you want to pursue those goals. So if, let's say, one of my professional goals for the next year is to create a new program, in that case, my commitment to enjoy the process can help me remember to approach all the different steps that go into achieving that goal in that spirit of curiosity and creativity and not get into that loop where I'm just doggedly grinding out the work in order to get to the final product. Because if I'm not careful, I can go there. And, you know, as I said before, if I find I just can't approach it in that spirit, then I might want to reevaluate whether I still want to do it or whether I'd rather work on something else. Yeah, this, they, there is such a nice, again, I'm going to use the word synergy between all of mm-hmm. these because they're reinforcing, they're keeping each other in check, they're yes. feeding, they're fueling off of each other. It's It really, they work so nicely in tandem if you take that moment to make the distinction between the two and don't just let them sort of muddle together into one vague notion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's look at some takeaways before we get to our lab experiment, because I'm excited about the lab experiment. But number one takeaway is goals tend to be outcome-oriented and future-focused. Things like, what do I want to achieve and by when? Commitments tend to be more process-oriented or present-focused. How do I want to think, feel, and act in my life? That kind of thing. Yeah. Then the second takeaway is Ideally, your goals and commitments will be closely related, but they each serve different purposes. And number three is commitments may influence the sort of goals you set and can also remind you why those goals are important to you. Yeah, because sometimes you get in the middle of a goal, you know, (laughs) in the weeds and you kind of forget, why am I doing this? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 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 
And the final takeaway is goals are a way of translating your commitments into concrete actions and outcomes. Yeah. So I think this is going to be clearer once you try it for yourself. So let's jump into a lab experiment. And there's three steps to this. Step one, and this is something that Tara McMullen suggests in her book, is that you start just by brainstorming a list of things that might serve as commitments for you. Mm -hmm. So we've shared a couple of our commitments so far in this episode. Enjoy the process, see the good, show up for our friends, be intentional with our time. And you're welcome to borrow one of ours. But here are a few more examples from Tara's book just to get those creative juices flowing. Simplify. Mm. Choose the risk. Mm. Embrace uncertainty. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, and here's one that I really like. Accept the invitation. Oh. Say yes. Right, so start by just brainstorming yourself a nice list. And then step two is to choose two or three of those that you want to put front and center something that you want to act as guideposts. And I would suggest you might want to do what I'm doing right now. Try them on for size for a couple of weeks. See how they work for you. Because if they don't fit, you can always audition some new ones. But here's a clue that you're on on the right track. A good commitment tends to feel both expansive, but also clarifying. Mm, Yeah. And then step three, use those commitments to Focus your energy throughout the day or week to guide your daily decision-making or as a way to evaluate whether a project or goal is truly in line with your values and your vision. So I hope that you found this exploration of commitments and how they work with our goals as exciting as inspiring as we did. Yeah, I'm so glad you introduced this idea to me. I hadn't actually looked at it in this way, and it, it really did change the way I'm going to approach, uh, well, the year to come. Yeah. And if you're curious about that book, again, the name is What Works, A Comprehensive Framework to Change the Way We Approach Goal Setting, and it's by Tara McMullen. Thanks, Tara. We'll be back soon. Take care. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. And Happy New Year from all of us here at the Change Academy podcast. 